Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Good Morning Football! Hey, welcome to Good Morning Football. We're live here in New York City Thursday, August 24th, two weeks from kickoff here in the NFL 2023 season. I'm Jamie Erdahl, it's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Peter, are you making out to any practices this week to check out teams or? Look, it was, it's, it's wrapping up. Like this yeah. is like, if you're going to get it in, you're going to get it in. I was debating going to the Jets camp yesterday. It didn't happen. Giants practice today. I believe it's their last practice. Mr. McCourty and I were discussing potentially going. Are you going? I'm going to the Giants practice. Mm. I'm going to be there. What are you going to do? Go check out Coach Dable. Go check out some Danny Dimes. Uh-huh. Just a team. Go, go get around football. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good feel. I was thinking I was going to go lace it up. Oh. Play football? Yeah, Darren Waller's unstoppable in camp. Well, you think you can lock him up? He hasn't faced me. <laughs> wow. All right. Peter, and then you can say you played the game. As soon as you said that, it flashed me back to Mount Laurel last year, my audition day. We were out there and we were reenacting Super Bowl 53, the pass breaker. Yeah, I remember. Hooks. And Schrager's streaking down the field and I had to go break the pass up. And you almost, you couldn't breathe yeah, out there. Yeah, oh, man. Well, he was wearing top siders at the time. Doc Martin. Yeah, that's right. That was a special day. And here we are now. Um, well, I hope you guys enjoy practice. That'll be awesome. Uh, as Peter mentioned, training camp wrapping up. People starting to form their opinions about the upcoming season. Time for the lead block. Lead block. Tua Tungavailoa had a so-so outing on Saturday in their preseason game, the Dolphins, against the Texans. He finished preseason week two going five for seven, throwing a pick. But earlier this week, while speaking about his performance, ESPN's Ryan Clark made some comments criticizing Tua's weight, his fitness, and his nutrition. Tua then responded to said criticisms yesterday. It's a little weird when other people are talking about other people when they're not that person. So I know it's just a little, just a little weird. I come back, I, I like my background is like I, I come from a Samoan family, like respect is everything. But, you know, 
does get to a point where, hey, you know, a little easy on that, buddy, because, you know, we, I, I think we're, we're pretty tough-minded people, and uh, if we need to get scrappy, we can get scrappy too. Just saying. You think I wanted to, to build all this muscle? Like, not to some extent, like I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a little lighter. There's, I know there's a mixture of things that people don't understand, that people don't know about, that are talked about, that go behind the scenes. So, you know, I'd appreciate it if you kept my name out your mouth. That's what I'd say. Okay, to For those counting, that's the second time someone has been asked to keep yeah, someone's yeah. name out of their mouth this preseason. Uh, well, the third time. Oh, preseason. Preseason, yeah. yeah. You were going back to the Oscars. Yeah, Sorry, right. okay. yeah. yeah. started with the Oscars. Now we're here. Original. Um, what did we think about this side of Tua really defending how he looks, how he's come into preseason this season? Kyle, do you want to set the No, Jason, go first? ahead. Yeah, okay. I'll, yeah, I definitely will. Uh, so let's let's kind of backtrack before we move forward. So yeah. Ryan Clark sitting at the desk, he talked about Tua Tagovailoa, talked about him not being in the gym, talked about him eating dinner, looking happy, looking thick, compared him to a professional dancer <laughs> at a wing spot right. out in Atlanta. <laughs> you got to give the full context, the full scope of it before you dive into the conversation. Yeah, professional dancer. Dancer at a wing spot. Yes. Okay. Wing yes. places have just, professional just, dancers. Just, I, I never been to one wings place. are at dance spots. <laughs> oh. it's just however you want to categorize Lou Williams, it. Williams, remember? They're okay. all. Okay. The, yes. All right. They're all. I don't think they're dancing at the wing place. <laughs> wings at the dancing place. <laughs> It's right? All, yeah. Don't you think? That I, I would guess. Clarification. I would think. Yeah. It's all under the <laughs> same. It's all under the same roof. However you want to describe it, to get there, you get there. But I mean, either it's way, Wild Wings, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Come on now. You know, somebody could be dancing there too. Um, Ryan Clark's comments to me weren't. It, it, they were having a conversation or laughing. You're describing it as like your locker room feeling, much like this table in a break. I may say something to you. You may say something to me. But from Tua's perspective, Tua's been a little bit of a punching bag throughout his career in the sense of the comparisons to Justin Herbert, to the injuries, to everything that's transpired. For him, it always feels like somebody's talking about you. And I was talking about it in my group chat yesterday, and this is with guys that all played the game, however you want to describe it. And one guy was just like, Tua's just being sensitive. And I'm like, you were sensitive. You said the same things if someone said anything about your career, your play, or anything of that nature. So I kind of like Spicy Tua from a standpoint of, you know what, I'm tired of people always having an opinion on me, saying different things, especially in the offseason he had. He probably attempted to change his body type to stay healthier throughout the course of the season. And R.C. Ryan Clark is just saying from his perspective, looking thick, comparing to this, that, and the third. And it was a funny bit, and we all laughed. But from Tua's perspective... It is just locker room talk, but I don't have that relationship with you, so I don't know where it's coming from or how to interpret it because it isn't us just sitting around in a privacy and laughing and giggling. So I think that's why he took ex- exception to it. And two is working his butt off to go out there and perform, and it probably always seems like someone's knocking him down, although I do not think that was Ryan mm-hmm. Clark's intentions with that comment. But I like Tua responding, standing up for himself, mm-hmm. saying what he feels like he needs to say in his own defense. Can I, can I say something that will either make me look strange or might offend Tua. Tua is thick. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen Tua. Tua has a big butt. Like, Tua is thick. He's built that way. Like, T H I C C, I think. He's thick, dude. T H I C K, okay, yeah. whatever it yeah. is. Like, he's built that way. He's a stocky guy, and he's put on 10 pounds of muscle, and he's done the jujitsu. And if you follow the Dolphins on a daily basis or you check in, like, this whole offseason was about getting bigger and thicker so that he can withstand the punishment of a 17 week season so mm-hmm. he can take the hits. But it sounded like Tua doesn't necessarily yeah. dream to be this thick. That's not his desire. He spent all offseason getting to that way. 
And I think it was one of those deals where you mentioned punching bag. I, I always say the term pinata. Like, I feel like Tua is just low-hanging fruit for everyone. And you go to your fantasy draft this weekend and someone's going to say, oh, you're going to take Tua? You're going to enjoy that for three weeks? Like, mm-hmm. And this is just is, you know, one after another on the pinata, on the pinata. And then finally Tua was just like, enough! Enough! I'm a man with pride and with my culture, like, we have a lot of pride and I'm just going to have to put the, the stop on all this right now. And I think what he was doing wasn't necessarily at Ryan Clark. I yeah, think it was agreed. at the entire NFL media and NFL Twitter and everyone, the apparatus of taking shots at Tua. And he's like, mm. we didn't even start the season yet. And I just put on a lot of weight so that I can withstand the season. Why don't you all just shut up and mm. wait and see? I, I think it's a great soundbite and a good headline. I almost think it's a little patronizing to Tua to be like, wow, look at the big boy standing up for yourself. Like, He's, he's an adult man. Like, he, of course he should respond to that. Let's, he didn't come back and say, like, roll up and talk to me. Like, say that bleep to my face. He's like, well, I come from a place of respect, mm-hmm. and I would prefer that you not mention my name. Like, it was super classy still. And, like, I, I expect Tua to do that. Someone, basically, it got back to you that someone said you're fat and you didn't fi- follow your diet in the offseason. <laughs> right? That's, like, that's, some people get really unhinged about that. Let's not pretend that Tua is, like, this little kid who can't speak for himself or defend for himself. He's taking a lot of criticism probably his whole life I don't want to crown him because he stood up and said keep my name out of your mouth I think it's I respect it but I don't think it's anything crazy I do have a question though pick your fighter let's just get into this right now choose your fighter guys who do you got there we go take us through that Peter you're part of it got it go ahead keep my name out of your mouth. This in the background is the original. The original was Terrell Owens, I believe. And Donovan McNabb. Donovan McNabb. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's the original. That's the OG. Then this. Then this is Rogers talking about Sean Payton, and then of course Tua talking about himself, about Ryan Clark. All right, pick your fighter. Which one's? It's a great soundbite because it's like it's salty, but it's also just a tad bit respectful. Mm-hmm. I still. I mean, look, the Will Smith one is, is is definitely the most famous one, but I feel like the Rogers Payton one. We haven't seen how it's going to play out yet. And then the Tua one, like, that could become a phrase for him the whole season if he plays well and if the different chassis that he's going with, which is thick, Peter, serves him well. So we will see. The Will Smith, Chris Rock one it went, went on to podcasts and Red Tables and all kinds of stuff. We'll see if these ones have legs. But it is a very infamous phrase. Will Smith had a film that did not do great. It was which one? Out, and I think people were not rushing to see movies from Will Smith. Uh. Now, Sean Payton has this game coming up against the Jets. We'll see how that goes. Tua's going up against what? The Ryan Clark? Like, how does well, Tua? You know it. Um, NFL media. You just NFL, said everyone yeah. that is criticizing everyone. So, him. So like, he's lighted up again, like he did last year, yeah. and then he can get the. When he stay on the field and light yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I I picked Tua in the pick your fighter because Aaron Rodgers' issue in that moment was that you are insulting a friend of his, someone that he mm-hmm. you know holds dearly in his life, who has been of importance to him. Sean Payton doesn't know Nathaniel Hockett. He was just kind of throwing out analysis willy-nilly. I picked Tua because he felt directly insulted about his lifestyle and his body and how he's going about his business. To me, that's much more personal. Mm. And Tua has been through it. I mean, from the day he walked in to being drafted in Miami, coming off of everything that he did at Alabama, there was expectation for this young man. You know, two summers ago, he gets married. That gets leaked. He's very private. He doesn't want that to come out. I believe it was then reported that he has a family now, doesn't want that out. I think he has been pulled and maybe stripped a little bit of a lot of different things that he wants to hold near and dear to his heart. So, it is respectful the way he went about it. I think for Tua saying, keep my name out of your mouth, is the first step 
to him actually telling you what he thinks about this situation. And it's almost like a warning light for don't keep baiting me like this because I am somebody who will stand up for myself, referencing his culture and where he grew up. Because he is, we essentially, I think this is, we might think that this is just a singular incident with like what Ryan Clark or whoever says about him or his body. But I think this has mm-hmm. been a long time coming of Tua feeling mm-hmm. like a pinata or whatever. And he is maybe like one or two taps away from being like, in, like truly scorched earth enough is enough and I think the only way for people to keep his name out is like for him to have an unbelievable season which he very well could he was doing last year until the unthinkable Mm. happened so I I think this is a long time buildup, and I frankly I like it out of him it feels more personal I feel like he's more pointed with it so I'm gonna pick two as my fighter in that battle as this play has gone up obviously your confidence goes up and you're continuing to, to speak out and do those things Ryan Clark's comment was funny. I, I, we can't diminish the fact that, like, if I was sitting at that table, I would have been cracking up alongside sure. of him. I don't think it was. I don't think it was intentional, like, to attack to in any form or fashion. He even said it about himself that he considers himself thick. So it was a funny comment. But to your point, from that's the way I joke. So I, 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 I know it. it. Is. I, I talked to all I my friends is. the same way. I would talk to you guys that same mm-hmm. way. I don't think it was the, the the issue to me for Tua with the comment was when you say I wasn't in the gym yeah. and I wasn't eating with my right, nutritionist. Right, right, right. That's the point where it's just like, well, now you're attacking my character and how I approach my profession. Right. I think that was the part. Let me ask you, do you think the fact that Herbert got his deal and Burrow, everyone's like, it's just when, it's not if. And then Tua's got this contract hanging in the balance is adding a little bit of tension to the situation? Yeah, I think all of it. That part of it, you remember I was with two in Miami in 2021, all training camp, all it was was, are the Dolphins trading for Deshaun Watson? He answered that question every single day of training camp to the point where he was questioning the organization, like, yo, what the hell is it going to be? Are you guys going to get him or or am I going to be the quarterback? So I think it's a culmination of all of those factors and you add the injuries on top of that where it's just like, I'm tired of this. Like, when I get out here Mm -hmm. on the field, I'm balling. Like, that's all I want to talk about. To help it, he stepped out in the preseason through a terrible interception on the first play of the game. I mean, like that, that doesn't help. So, like, Tua, we, we really like you as a guy, but yeah. you do have to play really well this season, you know what I mean? Otherwise, like, it is fair game. So, then criticize him on that. I don't think it has to go into what he was or was not engaging in in the offseason. I didn't criticize him. Well, I'm just saying that's the principle <laughs> like of the conversation, Tua. though. Yes, it really is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> has a big butt. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> Our own NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport uh, has reported that the 49ers have finally made a decision regarding their backup quarterback position. Sam Darnold will start the season as QB2 on the depth chart in San Francisco. And as for Trey Lance, well, he was not at practice yesterday after this decision came down, reportedly. And his future in the Bay Area is now up in the air. This is what head coach Kyle Shanahan had to say about the situation. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it's always, I mean, Trey's put his heart and soul into this, like, like a lot of players, like, like almost all players do. And these are conversations I have to have with guys a lot, and they're never easy. Um, they're really tough. Um, but it's also always tough when the spotlight's on it, um, as much as it is with this situation with, you know, with it being Trey, with our quarterback, um, his pick in the draft. So I knew that was hard on him. Um, we had such a light practice today and, um, you know, watching how Trey was when we talked, we just thought it was better. Hey, take the day off, get away a little bit, um, clear your head some, and we'll talk later in the afternoon and we'll get you back in here tomorrow. And uh, especially the practice we had today it was our shortest one of the year. First time we didn't do pads um, and just felt it was the best thing for him. So just to refresh, two years ago, the 49ers paid a hefty price to draft Trey Lance at the third overall spot. Now his future in San Francisco is uncertain. It's a crazy path for, to take for this quarterback. Guys, we've talked about this a lot, ad nauseum, if you will. But now that we know the next development for the quarterback situation in San Francisco, how do we unpack it, Peter? Yeah, I, I think Darnold won the job, yeah. and I think – Trey Lance is in the unfortunate situation where he can't learn on the job. So it's one of those where it's like, he needs reps. He just needs time. Like, let Trey Lance get on the field and let him show, show you that he can cook. But they've got a number one quarterback in Purdy, and now they've got a legitimate backup in Sam Darnold, who, say what you want about his NFL career, Sam Darnold's still in his 20s and was a number three overall pick himself and has a lot of NFL experience, is the veteran backup to a young guy in Purdy. Um, what now with Trey Lance? So this one didn't seem like he was crying in a corner and was like, I won't go out. It seemed like Shanahan 
Shanahan and him both decided, like, let's just take a day and we'll figure things out. Shanahan also said in that interview he would love to have Trey Lance on the team this year, and that mm-hmm. that's what they hope. The question, of course, goes, all right, now what's next? You're not going to just keep this guy around, are you? He's expensive. Like, that number three overall pick draft pick, it's not like he's making veteran minimum. He's expensive. His contract will only escalate after this year. Mm-hmm. And this late in the game, is there a team that's like, oh, we need Trey Lance? No, he hasn't proven that. Um, Minnesota's been linked to him, obviously, since the combine. He's a Minnesota kid. Uh, they obviously have Kirk Cousins, and some. we'll see who's their backup. But uh, this is like purgatory right now for the number three overall pick, who from all intents is like a great teammate, everyone likes him, um, and just hasn't had the opportunity on the field because of the injuries to be out there and show that he can be the guy. Uh, one of those unfortunate situations for him, but the positive for the 49ers is like, we're competing to win it all. Like, we don't mm-hmm. have time to give you a shot. Like, this is sink or swim. Um, he's just in the crux of it. I don't think this is a anti-Trey Lance situation. Mm-hmm. It's just this gives us the best shot to win right now. What do we do from here? Mm-hmm. Well, I think if you're a Niners fan or even if you're just a football fan watching the show, you just went, how the hell did it come to this? Mm-hmm. What happened? So just to remember, get everybody up to speed. Peter mentioned it. Trey Lance, North Dakota State, third overall pick. They right. trade a bunch to go way up and get him. They got Garoppolo on the team. So this is what it became of the picks. This was, It was a massive trade. I remember at the time, I, I, was te- I had been texting with George Kittle about some other things. And he texted me, goes, oh, my God. And he had just seen the news. Like, everyone was shocked that this happened. So I went back, and I'm like, God, Kyle Shanahan was in love with Trey Lance. Mm. He was head over heels in love like a stupid man with a bunch of money, falls in love with a young lady and wants to marry her now. Ooh. And I was like, what was he saying at the time? Like, what was his explanation? And if you look at the actual quotes... He starts to say, I was so impressed with his intellect and his how he deals with people in social situations. So that's interesting. He's I looked into if he was a CEO of a company, I want to go to work with him. All right, so that's all like him in the room. Now remember, not only was North Dakota State, he sat out the entire year before. So it's like there's a lot of questions. So you get to the actual football, Kyle, and to the point of this was Shanahan said at the time. Sure, you may have wanted that year on the field. But you know what? If he played that year, he might not have been available to us at three. So, Kyle, are you saying he would have been drafted over Trevor Lawrence at one? Like, that's it's crazy. He was so in love with him that he just I, – I think there was a time in the league a couple of years ago where everyone's like, I need a Mahomes. Yeah, like, he's... I need – I can't just have my drop-back quarterback. I need something special. And so I feel like Shanahan wanted to jump the line and hack the system and find Weapon X who could do everything. And there were probably people around him saying – I don't know, Kyle, I like him too, but there's a this and this and this. And he goes, I don't care. Get him. And it's, it's not worked out. It's been, a, it's been a disaster. If you take Brock Purdy out of it, he's never looked good on the field. He's never looked comfortable or confident, even in the little bit we've seen him in the preseason, the regular season. So, look, I think it was the disastrous pick that Kyle Shanahan just got so amorous for Trey Lance that he said, send everything. I have to have him. And it didn't work. The good news is is that the Niners may be so good that it won't even matter that you could completely whiff on the number third overall pick that you traded for, and you could still win the Super Bowl. Like, they've had some picks under the Lynch era that ain't great. You can name them. They had one one year where they had two first-round picks, and they got Solomon Thomas, and they got Ruben Foster. Like, Ruben Foster was an F-minus pick. Disaster. They're still in the Super Bowl title game. So... Uh, it's a shame because they really whiffed, and if they had landed that pick, they'd be even better than they are now. But my compliment to them would be like, you know how good you have to be to blow the number three overall pick on a quarterback and still be a Super Bowl favorite? It's amazing, but 
it was a rough, rough, bizarre pick that he was just in love for and he had to have. What's crazy to me is as you described that, and you're saying like Kyle Shanahan fell in love with him, John Lynch had to have two. For sure. What's insane to me is that both of those guys are still in power. John Lynch is still the general manager. Kyle Shanahan is still the head coach. You felt this in love with the kid that you traded all these things up to move up to number three when he hadn't played a ton of college football. There wasn't a lot of film, a lot of reps on him. Then you get him here, and once you get him here, it's not like as soon as you got him here, you're like, ah, we blew it. We, we might have got the wrong guy. Yeah. No, you ended up last year at this very same time in the preseason. You continued to push your chips all the way in. The hell with Jimmy Garoppolo. We gave him his chance. He couldn't get us over the hump. So you're saying we're going all in. Trey Lance is our quarterback. He is going to be the starter. He is QB1. All preseason, we watched that transpire. Then he goes out there and he gets hurt earlier in the season. And obviously, circumstances are what they are. Brock Purdy comes in. Brock Purdy plays well. He deserves to be the God. But it's crazy to me, you can mark this same date a year ago to where we are today, that now Trey Lance is not good enough to be on your team and actually be able to help you, even in a backup role to the point where he's relegated to the third option at quarterback, and we don't even possibly see a future of him in our organization. Mm-hmm. I know you said, Shanahan said, we'd love to have him here. Of course, you say that well, in the public. You don't say, I don't yeah. want this guy on my team anymore. Great kid, blah, blah, blah. But it's just absurd to me, usually when this type of thing happens, happens general manager left head coach left new people come in and just like i, I don't see why they would have got this guy great they're point. all still the same people it's great point. no yeah. one's like wait, just not, i didn't now. draft him no, yeah, yeah. We, drafted we, him. All drafted we wanted him. him we loved him a year ago we loved him and he got hurt and now he's coming off a major surgery and played in tw- two preseason games yeah. and now mm-hmm. we're just like ah training camp practice training camp preseason games he's not it It is wild to me. It's just so many unfortunate circumstances for Trey Lance. The fact that he gets hurt last year, he was given the job, he gets hurt. Now you can kind of use that as a layered excuse for him. Like, well, you would understand. Maybe he's playing a little fearful. Maybe he's not quite at 100. Maybe he just can't really get his feet under him because we hear all the time guys come back from injury and they just don't feel like themselves from a confidence standpoint. Mm. And this is your decision maker out there. I wish there was a shot clock on these kind of things, honestly, because – this young man for, could be in purgatory for the entire season, and the 49ers could just be sitting and waiting for a team to be so desperate that they finally get what they want. Frankly, 49ers, I'm not sure you really deserve what you would get in return for Trey Lance because of how this has all transpired. I want him, I want a shot clock to like force the 49ers to make a decision. Cut him, keep him, trade him, take somebody's offer, and not just sit there and kind of dangle him out there like until somebody is so desperate to have him that you get what you want. Because you gave up what you did well, for him. The, the value is, I mean, yeah. you're going to get him on 20 cents on the dollar, and that's Which because they, was, have they haven't you know, yeah. promoted him, and he hasn't right. had that opportunity. So if you still believe in Trey Lance, you can get him now, and it's slim yeah. pickings out there, I think, as far as people calling up, and you can get him for a cheaper mm-hmm. price than he was a year yeah. ago mm-hmm. for sure. He might right. be starting in a playoff game this year. Very well. Very well. Right. For the 49ers. He might be playing, right. or else he might be playing for another team playing against the 49ers in a playoff yeah. game. Yeah. Because the team ever traded a player and then traded back for him later in the season, they may need to get Trey Lance back. That's it. I hope Birdie they went down. Yeah. Darn yeah, right. Get him back. Get him back. <laughs> Suit him oh, up. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther 
than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my dance, bro. <laughs> Get to some business. Time for the lead block. Lead block. A huge weekend here on NFL Network. Preseason week three kicks off tonight with the Steelers and the Falcons. Then we've got a Friday night doubleheader with Pats and Titans. Chargers and Niners wraps up your TGIF. Saturday, it's a great triple header. A lot of things you want to figure out about mm. the Browns. Mm. They're going to Kansas City. Jets, Giants, that's kind of the highlight, if you will. How's that offensive line going to look for the Jets? And then Rams at Broncos. Russell Wilson, of course, still working things out with Sean Payton. And dare we see a bucket hat on the side? Maybe so. Jim, are you going to watch the NFL Network, NFL Plus? That's a good question. Uh, I might be on the move. I might have some plans with the kids this weekend. So NFL Plus, plus? maybe. I might Going be mobile. Going mobile. Yeah, live out-of-market games right on your phone. Um, speaking of the Giants, the other New York team. Because immediately on that graphic, I start talking about the Jets. The Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones, spoke yesterday about how the offense is playing and developing right now. We've made progress uh, across the board in everything that we've we've focused on. And, and uh, you know, I think we're, we're playing fast right now. You know, we're not 
we're not done. There's still work we need to do, and, and we got a couple weeks to do it. So that's what we'll, we'll focus on. But I think we've, uh, we've made steps kind of across the board. The Giants have been flying under the radar a bit due to certain future Hall of Famers arriving across town. Uh, but both fan bases will fill MetLife Stadium on Saturday. So here's the question. Who should be feeling better about their team right now entering this final preseason game this weekend? Is it Jets fans, Peter, or Giants fans, someone who's clued in so well with them? Yeah, I live in New York. I live in Brooklyn, grew up in New Jersey. This is like, you know, right for me. in my cook. Um, J-E-T-S, Jets, oh. Jets, Jets. This has been the summer of Jets fans, and it's been the summer that Jets fans have been waiting for, and it's going to be the season that they deserve. I, I honestly think... The Jets are going to be an incredible outfit on the field this year. I do. And I know there is years of scar tissue and years of other Jets teams that won July and August and won the draft. Um, this team, it, it's really good, top to bottom, and they are playing a schedule that's going to be difficult, AFC East, NFC East. But I think, I look at the matchups, I'm like, they can win 11 games. They can win 12 games. And that is such a jump and such a leap from every Jets season we've had <laughs> since, really, Rex Ryan was the head coach. When even then, Rex's teams, they had to go on the road and win, like, upsets in the playoffs. Like, I think the Jets are one of the heavies of the AFC. I, obviously, you've got your triumphant, you've got... The Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Those teams have earned that. Yep. Who's your fourth team in the AFC? Is it really the Jaguars? Is it? Mm. Are you really going and saying, okay, well, the Chargers, they, they've, they've done it. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the New York Jets, and he brings with him a Quinnen Williams, a Sauce Gardner, a Garrett Wilson. Oh, we're adding Alan Lazard. Oh, McCall Hardman, uh, who's mm -hmm. got two Super Bowls mm -hmm. coming. I think the Jets are loaded, and I think Jets fans should be feeling good right now. And this might come back to haunt me on, you know, one of the freezing cold takes, or this might show up on some, you know, remember that idiot who said it back in August? But, like, I believe it. I think the Jets are going to be really, really good. Mm -hmm. The Giants, we know what they are. They are stable. They are strong. And they are going to be a good team also. But I feel like Jets fans have to be feeling so much better than the Giants fans because mm -hmm. the Jets fans have had this giant void in their lives the last decade. Okay. The Giants, they've seen success. <laughs> yeah, they have. And I, I think for Giants fans right now, though, Daniel Jones is giving them, like, this great feeling going on. And it reminds me, like, when I was in college, my buddy starts dating a girl. And instantly, as his friends, we're not sure about it. A nice girl means well, but behind his back, we're talking about him. Mm. She's not the mm -hmm. one for you. There mm -hmm. are other fish in the sea. But he loves her. And, of course, there were doubts during that time because how couldn't there be? Your friends are talking about this person, but you want to be with her. You love her. You stick through. And you go through some changes. People move. You're in a different location. But you still find a way. And after four years, you decide to ask the girl to marry you. She says yes. And next thing you know, you guys are posting exotic pictures on Instagram, on vacations, yes. all over the place. And I feel like that's Giants fans right now. <laughs> it's just pre-spark. Danny Dimes is out there. <laughs> Darren Waller's over there. You've made new friends. You're bringing different people to the equation. He's running around. He's making plays. And Giants are like, doesn't seem like that much money anymore. It seems to be right where he needs to be. We kept him. We locked him in. We feel good about Daniel Jones. He's one of us. It's not easy to be a New Yorker or a Northeasterner. You're going to go through some doubts. You're going to go through some tough times. Sometimes we're going to hate you. But at the end of the day, we love you, we believe in you, and we're happy about you being the leader. You're up there at the press conference, have the weights on your chest, lifter of the week in the back of it, looking like you put on some extra weight. You're looking mm -hmm. good, Daniel Jones. Giants fans are excited. I feel like there's a filter on them right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we got to take that filter off oh. and see regular season. No filter. Says okay. the real picks. Okay. You know what I'm I saying? I like that. I like that. So, you mentioned all these guys on the Jets that are so yeah. important, and it's Rodgers, and it's Garrett, and it's Sauce, and all these players that they brought in. 
the most important players in the Jets, the most important players in New York City, because we, we know it ain't the Yankees. I don't believe it's the Mets right now. It ain't, it's these guys. These guys got to have a night on Saturday night. Here we go. Guys, that's Dwayne, Lakin, Connor, Elijah, and Big Mackay on the far right. That is the Jets offensive lineman. Guys, you have been criticized, emasculated, teased, taunted. Your head coach was on the home box office screaming at you. You joined the ranks of characters getting destroyed on HBO. You joined Jamie Lannister getting his hand cut off. You were rock bottom like Christopher and Paul eating ketchup packets in the Pine Barrens. You can go way back before you were born and Brad Pitt lost a drag race in an old episode of Tales from the Crypt. You can look it up. And you five were ripped to shreds by your head coach on HBO. And then... And then you're allegedly playing so poorly and so incapable of supporting Aaron Rodgers, you're going to lose the Super Bowl for the Jets. We had a 41-year-old damn man come in here named Jason Peters, who is not even on a team, and say, yeah, man, if the Jets call, I'm ready to go. And not only that, your entire fan base flooded social media saying, call him, call him out. A 41-year-old guy who says should come in and do your jobs for you. Mm. You are the, the, the weak chink in the chain. You are the weakness in the armor. Somebody have a night. All five of you. Imagine if Rodgers just get out there, spotless pocket, mm. Perfect jersey, not touched. The Jets O-line, because if you guys don't, if he gets crushed, it's going to be on Sunday morning. I mean, you think this stuff is bad now? If Rodgers gets a hand on him, Makai or Elijah, Connor et al., it's going to be everywhere. Can, have a sorry. night. Can we quickly see the photo of that offensive line again? Yeah, what? Yeah, we got to. Is there any chance this line's going to be good if that's their center with that mustache? Is that real? That's a 1920s strong man. I mean, is there any yeah, that's McGovern, it. really? That's how he rolls. What, what do you mean? Okay. You're in New Jersey. What's your take? That man made a decision to go like this to the end of his mustache, wax it, turn around and say, I'm not going to smile for this. That's right. Those are all. That's the guy. That's the guy. You like it? No. You don't like it? Artisan craft brewery in Brooklyn. Shave the mustache. Let's go. Let's play some football. That guy looks like he collects typewriters and goes to bars (laughs) that don't have TVs and plays the banjo ironically. Yes. (laughs) And that's not their Monty Dawson. Just play football. Don't do do this. Do you see those IPAs, though? They're delicious. They're so so good. I'll tell you all about them. Oh, my gosh. So all that, all the paper and the mustache, which fan base feels better about their team right now? I don't know. I don't care. (laughs) Who cares? Honestly. Let's get back to the mustache talk. The Jets offensive line's got to have a night. You tell me. I, I just, mm. I'm back at Daniel Jones wearing that shirt and thinking that if Tua just wore a shirt that said lifter of the week, then no one would be making fun mm. of him. Um, that's all you have to, rack, that's all you have to do there. is wear the squat rack shirt, the bar is bent, and like, mm-hmm. wow, you got strong, Daniel Jones. Like, Tua, come on, just take a page out of Daniel Jones' book, then you get paid. Connor um, McGovern likes to go to bars where there's a chalkboard out front and says, soup of the day, whiskey. I'm like, oh, that's my kind of bar. <laughs> all right, block for Rogers, buddy. Right, we play you. vinyl. Oh, right. cool. Return your growler and we'll fill it up for you. Yeah. You ready? I got your back. Hey, see this trophy's gonna hang on. That's why I'm the king of the hill. Buffalo running up with the pills. Cold world like a record. On the line to Stephon Diggs. What a connection. Backyard play. There you go, Jay. Throws it downfield looking for Diggs. He's in the end zone. Wow. I just love this guy, man.
Look at that. Everything seems to be heart eyes between Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, or at least if you watch that movie. Uh, after frustrating rumors swirled this past offseason, now offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey spoke yesterday about Diggs' positive attitude and how it's helped uplift the team in training camp. He's come in and, and just been been great. I mean, he's provided a lot of um, energy for us every single day. Like, there hasn't been a day that practice has rolled around where it's like, you know, he don't want to be like he has been. He's attacked every single day uh, with a great attitude and and great energy and and I think great leadership. <laughs> All right, that's a little, that's that's great. I'm happy for Ken Dorsey the yeah. fact that he is able to get that off his chest. But after everything we've heard this offseason surrounding Stefan Diggs, the Bills, Josh Allen, the relationship, any comments? Um, what do we make of this development, Kyle? Well, it's wh- which camp do you come out in? Is do you believe all the rumors of, yeah. of discontent, or do you think that Steph and Josh and McDermott and Dorsey are all like brothers? The answer is yes. <laughs> I, I believe all the stuff completely. I do, and I do think that they have genuine love between each other. It's a unique relationship. We know Stefan Diggs a little bit. We've gotten to interview him. I think he's really likable. I think he's a very emotional guy, and I think yep. he's very competitive. And you say all oh, every NFL players. I think he's wired a little bit differently. I think he has like a little little touch of uh, of Rod Tidwell in him, where he's just really really cool and really good player, but sometimes gets unbelievably worked up. And you know, you look at Josh, like he is level headed in, in the interviews on the field. Like there's not a lot of up and down psychologically with him. So I think they're a little bit of of a strange pair. And McDermott is as level headed as they come. So I do think there's been some really difficult rooms and some really difficult uh, talks between the group. But in the end, I do think there's genuine love. I think he'll be really good this year, and so will the Bills. I, I, it's just part of – it's the price of doing business with Steph. He's an emotional guy, and that's what makes him who he is. Yeah, exactly what you said. There's love. And the family feuds sometimes. You go through those things, and you kind of bounce back. Which one do you believe? I, I do think Buffalo. Leslie Frazier was there last year. He's not there. He works for our very own network. I'm interested to see what Buffalo looks like this year. For the last however many years, they've been really good. They've been in a conversation for a Super Bowl. They've fallen short. I think sometimes as a team, you have that window, and towards the end of the window, some things start to crack, and this offseason has been very interesting. Something transpired during minicamp when he was there. He wasn't there. I do think Stephon Diggs wants to be in Buffalo. I don't think that's true he wants out, mm. but I'm interested to see what this team looks like early on. Oh, offseason, we've been saying, you know, keep on hyping the Jets. Keep on hyping the Jets. Mm-hmm. They've got the Bills week one. We haven't thought about it the other way. Like, what if the Bills fall flat in their face week one? What if the Jets come out and beat them 38 nothing, and mm-hmm. the Bills have to look at each other and be like, wait, mm-hmm. what, what, just, what, what mm-hmm. just happened? Because this whole offseason, I've been, I've, I've been making excuses for Buffalo being like, after the Hamlin stuff, after all yeah. the weather yeah. stuff, like, mm-hmm. that's a lot to ask for them last year. And that's why they lost to Cincinnati at home, because they just had nothing left in the tank. Well, they had a whole offseason to get things going. And you mentioned the Leslie Frazier thing. Leslie Frazier's a really respected defensive They're paying Leslie Frazier still. Mm. It wasn't like Leslie Frazier said, like, you know, like, Leslie Frazier's not there. And McDermott's like, I'm calling, I'm calling things here. Yeah. So that's a major move. Let's see if that was the right move. And wasn't the Leslie Frazier decision to take one year just to step back for one year? Like, and the plan is to go back next mm, season? Or that's it, it is to turn yeah. to some capacity? Right. Um, well, the initial statement was, I'm taking one the year, year off, away. Yeah. yeah, so the brain would wire differently. I was having I'm, eggs with Leslie Frazier a couple weeks I know, ago. Yeah, yeah, I know. Great guy. Sitting there at the table awesome. eating eggs. Beautiful he man. Was, Love he was him. at our, a beautiful our mind. talent yeah. meeting in Los Angeles. And I think we all did that. We walked in and we were like, Is that Leslie Frazier? Is that Leslie Frazier? 
here. Yeah, he was, it was in your weird. team photo. Uh, <laughs> Stefan Diggs, yeah, he's that fr- he's that girlfriend at the bachelorette party. You're not going to not invite her. She's a great time. She comes up with the crazy games, but, like, she's going to cry over her bagels in the morning. Mm, running like, mascara sometimes. Yes, yeah. and you're like, Sorry. but uh, you all look at each other and you're like, we knew it was going to happen. This That's is happening right reference. now. I like it. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com. Do you have a digital mindset? Check out Season 3 of This is Digital. Season 3 of This is Digital goes behind the scenes to reveal how digital trends show up in everyday decisions and actions, including driving profitable growth in enterprise software and how the new sports fan experience can drive revenue. Featuring guests like Chris D'Agostino of Databricks and Scott Crable of Tama Bravo. Check out the latest and greatest on Season 3 of This is Digital and learn more at westmonroe.com.